0: BLOB
1: TALK RADIO Hey everybody! Hey everybody!
2: Recruiting Animal here. On April 15th, 2015, and this week, I read an article on ERE by a woman named Maury Hannigan. It's a woman, and uh, this article divides the people you might want to recruit into nine different types. Actually, she's got it as eight different types, but one of them is complex, so I I broke it up. Usually, let me tell you, I don't like typologies, typologies, because the personality types are too hard to remember. At least for me, they are. And the only types I can actually recognize in real life are people who have extreme personalities. You know, if you're extremely emotional, I can see it. If you're very pushy, a a driver, I can recognize you. If you're very friendly, I can see it. If you're an extreme nerd, I can see it. But normal people, which is most people... I can't categorize them. So these types that people are telling you are going to lead to success, the ability to categorize people, I can't do it. However, these nine types that Maury Hannigan supplies, they're normal people. They're not extreme types. They're normal people that we recruiters already know from our jobs, so it's easy to remember them. And getting used to classifying them on the spur of the moment, I'm just guessing, might help you get an idea of where you're headed with this person. So I'm going to give you a review of the nine types. And uh, it might take a little while, but the eating is worth it, okay? So the first four people, I divided it into three different categories. The first four people, major categories, the first four people are people you don't want to waste time on. Then there's a transitional type, and then there's the four people you do want to spend time with so now here we go for the first four you don't want to spend time with number one the shut-ins i think she calls them the lock-ins i i changed some of the names shut-ins these are people who have something locking them into their current jobs could be family obligations uh, or uh retention bonuses they're not going to move i don't know how you recognize them quickly uh but you don't want to spend too much time with them the next is Happy Where I Am's, the happy campers. They think they've made it in their current job with their current employer. They're not going to find anything better anywhere else in the world. Don't waste time on them either. Number three, the job hoppers. Forget it. Number four, the dead wood. These are people who are not good at their jobs. Uh, they've got low performance ratings. They've got dated skills. Uh, and they know it. So they know they're going nowhere, or they think maybe they'll get fired. Something's wrong with them, that's why they want to leave. So you don't want to spend time with them either. This is the transitional category. Number five, the unemployed. Okay? Some of them are the kind of people who weren't good at their jobs. So when times got tough, the company let them go first. But there's others among them who, you know, have sick parents, they had to leave a job to take care of them. For some reason that they had to leave a job. They're unemployed, not because they're no good. Okay? Then you got the four types. I don't know. It sounded easier when I read it to myself. Anyway, and then you got the four types. Jerry, just hold on. I'm almost done. Okay, you got the four types that you want to talk to. That's number six. The ambitious people. They want to be promoted quickly. The best way to be promoted is to take a new job. This number seven. The happy butts. The happy butts. <laughs> They're good. Good people. They're happy where they are. But there's something. They're not getting, okay? They're ripe for the picking. Then there's the unhappies. They hate the boss. They hate the new management. Something is wrong. They're ripe for picking, but maybe they're creepy. I don't know. But, you know, that's one of the types that are going to make a move. And finally, there's the bad companies. you got a good person. They see a layoff coming. uh, They see the company being sold. Something's wrong in the company. They want to move. So I'll just review them again. The nine types. The shut-ins. The happy where I am's, the job hoppers, the dead wood, the unemployed, the ambitious, the happy butts, the unhappies, and the bad companies, and that's it, Jerry. So Jerry, Jerry, can you tell us what show is this?
1: The recruiting animal. You didn't last very long. <laughs> that's the What's
2: last the matter? thing
1: I need to hear from you. Were you eating chips or something? Uh no. But you you, you ran over, man. You were almost to the five minute mark, and I, I I try to come in or plan on it at about the three and a half. So you, uh-huh. so I'd, so I'd, I'd already the mentally idea. peaked. Oh,
2: but do you think? Don't you think that was decent information?
1: Yeah, yeah, but a bit lengthy. You okay. said that he had four points. And Look they're saying, you know, you're talking about point number five and six and seven. And I'm like, well, you're off the rails. But- no,
2: I said there's three types. There's 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 nine types. There's nine types. Five, in, in three. three water,
1: water.
2: Okay, let's go to the guest. Let's go to the guest. Oh, She's a wonderful person. i guess guessing. <laughs> She's a wonderful person. Her name is, uh, always reminds me of Marshmallows. Holly Mallows. I know you're there. Say
1: hi. She oh, already Malik. we already lost her. Oh,
3: Tony, you took oh too I long, had you on the bad to... teasing each other. I'm here, I'm here. Hi. Hi, hi oh, Holly.
2: You wake up, dear, okay? <laughs> wake up. I already had to tell her to call in on a better phone. I checked it before the show started. Okay, Holly, let's just sing and get get it get it uh uh out of the way, okay? All right. You, did you did you study the song?
3: I did. I did. I'm okay. tone deaf, so I, I can't make any promises, but I'm going to go for I,
2: it. I forgot how the song goes. Jim Durbin said we should uh, do it. It's by Daft Punk. One, two, three. <laughs> I, source and I, source I source an interview. I source an interview. Come on. I source, I source an, an interview. interview. I'm up all, night, so to all night to get lucky. lucky. Come on. I'm up all <laughs> so night all to, night get, to lucky. get lucky. I'm up all <laughs> night so to all get, night lucky. get lucky. I'm up all I night so to all get
3: to
2: get lucky. Lucky. You know what? See, I don't know if you're up all night getting lucky, but Maureen Sharib, she stays up all night to get lucky on these phone banks, okay? She'll call a phone bank all night long. So that's what some uh, sources say. I'm not do.
3: surprised. She's amazing.
2: Yeah. I'm up all night to get lucky. I forgot how the song went.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's I not saw it. I source at night and get lucky. There we go.
2: Yeah. Okay. Holly Mallows, spell your name for us so everybody knows.
3: H-O-L-L-Y. M-A-L-L-O-W-E-S.
2: And on Twitter, you're Holly
3: Source
2: source Guru. Okay? Guru. Okay, so you think you're some hot stuff. And I saw your picture. It's,
3: it's <laughs> good marketing. Picture, yeah. It's all good marketing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I
2: don't know. We tend to make fun of gurus. You've got you set a high bar for yourself that you're going to have to uh, live up to. But I'm going to read the intro you sent me today. So, you know, I won't leave it to you. Hi, everybody. Okay. My name is Holly Mallows. I'm just a passionate, hardworking, tenacious chick, which you spelled wrong, uh, with a low tolerance for bullshit. I'm the mom of seven kids, five biological, two-step, I never went to college just like Jerry and I started working at a staffing agency at age 19. I worked Stop my way telling people
1: that.
3: <laughs> I worked my way into
2: a recruiting manager position by 21. Then I turned into a corporate recruiter after 9/11. I don't know what the how those are related, but that's what you've got and you learned sourcing in 2009, 8 years later and you went independent in 2010, I've been fortunate enough fortunate enough to work with Shally Sticker. It's Stecker here.
3: Ah, it's spell check. I sent it to you after midnight. Steckerl.
2: Okay. okay. It's Shally <laughs> Steckerl, and he has become my mentor and coach. Currently, I consult for various clients nationwide. I train sourcers. I've done lots of speaking engagements on sourcing. And uh, let me ask you, Holly, if you were a box of cereal, what would you be?
3: <gasps> oh Captain Crunch berries.
2: Oh, really? Why is that? There's no yeah. right or wrong answer.
3: Yeah, you know, because because you know, you got you got the the regular cereal there. You know, it seems normal. It's just a normal sugary cereal. But then you got the berries, and there's you know you get these bursts of yeah. Okay, of I don't like fa- that Fantastic. I, I wouldn't hire
2: you. <laughs> I don't ask those kind of questions, but <laughs> yeah. I, it's supposed to reveal something about the person. Nothing I, I want. No, I just
3: love that. That's my favorite cereal. <laughs>
2: Really? Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: So uh, I have a
2: question for you. I was reading, uh, I think, uh, on uh, my Facebook group in one of the comments that someone was complaining that AIRS training is dated. Now, you've taken the AIRS training. It was very important for you, apparently, right?
3: It was, yep. I I actually started doing the AIRS training in 2009 when a a company that I worked for was trying to uh, do away with job boards. So they decided they were going to teach the full-cycle recruiters how to source. Yeah. So they selected uh out of out of uh, about fifty recruiters they selected five of us to you know take the full you know year's worth of the you know the airs recruiter academy uh and then come back and actually train the rest of the team so yeah uh, at that point in back in two thousand nine, I needed that because you know sourcing you always source right you're researching for candidates as a recruiter, but to yeah. really learn you know all of the art behind it and learn the boolean and learn the ins and out and all the cool tips, tricks, and how to do it without job boards, uh, yeah. that's, where, that's where I learned it. So I think uh-huh. that... Slow Air, down, okay? Ha-
2: you're talking so fast, I don't, think my, I don't think anyone can understand what you're saying, okay? <laughs> yeah. So sure. but here's the thing. You say, after years, this is what you say, I think, on your LinkedIn profile, after years of working as a full cycle recruiter, I found yeah. my passion for sourcing when I took my first Airs class. Since then, I have dedicated myself to becoming a sourcing guru. I've taken over 60... Sourcing, training, classes. What do you get from class number 20 after you've already taken 19?
3: There's always something new. There's always new tools. There's uh, you, know, you figure Google changes their search engine. So there's updates. Yeah, you know what? There's You're not answering
2: change. my question. First of all, I asked you if AIRS was so dated. So I learned new if things. You answered, did you answer my first question? Is the AIRS training dated?
3: I think it is now for me, and it is personally. If you know nothing about sourcing, then it will definitely have value. But I don't think it's changed enough. It's still the same as what it was when I took it in 2009.
2: Okay, so you've taken 60 sourcing training classes. Wow. What was the last thing you learned? What was what did you learn in, in, course, in class number 60?
3: So I think it does get redundant, but I think um, the last thing that I learned, I, things with messaging, right? So different cool ways to, um, you know, like Steve Levy was showing how to do um, sourcing on uh, the U.S. patent website. I'd never seen that. That's something new. I do learn Wait, something uh,
2: new. Jerry, don't you have anything to say? Because here she's taken 60 training classes, and you say. That's astonishing. Everybody could do this, right? It doesn't take any real. Not everybody's equally good, but you think there's really nothing to sourcing, right?
1: Mm, what, once you've been through maybe uh, two or three AIRS training uh, courses, I would think that you've got a.
3: 60? Okay. Come on! But they're not all on the same thing, they're not all on Boolean they're not all on cold well, calling what else there's could they be on i mean things. so different sites to search different ways to look at them different uh there's there's the creative aspect of it right so there's you know if you know a machine could do it right if there wasn't a human aspect to it thing yeah you a know difference.
2: hold on You've taken sure. he's taken every course to be lucky okay that's that's what it sounds like, or else she gets them for free because she's been in so many. Okay, let's just pass. I mean, we can't understand. Oh, they're not what all paid.
3: Absolutely not. And the, so the airs ones are paid. You know, Sourcing Institute. Um, but most of the ones that I take are the free webinars. I mean, I want to stay relevant. I want to stay on top. If I want to take like initiative. What free
2: webinars? What free webinars? The ones from so uh, they recruiting have, blogs. They,
3: they do have. Well, yep, they have those. They have like, like Car- has Carmen, them. Carmen.
2: Carmen, <laughs> Carmen, a past guest on this show, when she has a a, a webinar, you attend.
3: I would attend, and, I, and even, like, Irina has um, some free ones that she'll put out, too, and I haven't paid for any of her courses yet, so I can't speak to any of that training, but I've uh-huh. definitely taken um, more, quite a few of her uh, free classes that she has.
2: Uh huh. Okay. Now, you say on your LinkedIn profile that you're an expert in Boolean logic. We keep hearing that Boolean is out of date. Is that true?
3: I don't think so, because it streamlines your search. You're, you need to use Boolean language everywhere you go, so you're not... You know, so you, it saves you. Instead of, instead of doing five searches using various keywords, you can combine them and do it in one search. It's efficiency.
2: Okay. X-ray, is that still a valid technique or is that something dated?
3: It's older, but it still works for certain things that I want to do. Like I don't need to X-ray LinkedIn anymore. I mean, things like that doesn't work. But if I want to search, um, you know, say it's a chemical engineers association website, and I want to quickly find documents on that site rather than just going through uh, their sitemap then sure, that's a fast way.
2: Can you tell the, the beginners what an x-ray is?
3: Sure. An x-ray search is a it's basically the site colon command in Google uh, where you can uh, return results from a specific web page. So, you know, a specific uh, web page. So using the URL, all you have to know is basically LinkedIn.com or, you know, Walmart.com, whatever it is you're looking for, you put yeah, site, colon, site and that website, colon. and it returns only results from that uh, website. Yeah, so just, you're, here, you're let me, eliminating. Let
2: me, uh, you, you know, you, you talk fast, okay? I site, do. <laughs> you, put into, you put into Google, site, colon. Site
3: colon no spaces. And,
2: and no www, just the URL, yeah. like LinkedIn.com, space, and then your Correct. search terms.
3: Right and then okay. your keywords or your Boolean search string. Yeah, that's okay.
2: correct. Now flip search. I think I that's the first uh, uh, sourcing hack I ever heard of. I think it was in the 1990s. You've got it listed on your on your URL. <laughs> I don't think I
3: ever took it off. I, did, I really I'm going to be real honest with you. I think I put it on there when I was when I was creating my LinkedIn profile. I don't really what use is flip search.
2: search? Uh, it doesn't work I anymore, does it? I, I think all the <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't
3: done it in years since I took the airs class. Honestly, <laughs> well,
2: that's honest. Okay, uh, it I is. think got to tell you. Uh, Anybody else interested in flip search who's on the line who can tell us about it no uh i I think it was one of the first things in the security guys uh you used to use Alta Vista search engine to do it, and the security guys plugged that hole okay power yeah. searching you say you're good at power searching what 's that
3: so power searching is is basically doing you know your your extravagant you know beautiful google search string it 's a key term yeah. power searching because some employers you know, that want to look for people that have AIRS training, they know that power searching is basically just, you know, the Google search string using these AIRS techniques or using this Boolean language or logic. So that's more of um, almost, like a, uh, almost like a marketing term to put okay. on your profile. Okay, but so let me, let me give an example. Uh, Glenn Kathy, yeah. when he's,
2: uh, you know, doing a, a diversity search for a woman engineer or something like that, he'll put in 300 female names that are common in a specific country. Okay, is that a power search?
3: I guess. I mean, if he's getting something great out of it, but that's not what I. That's when I. That's not what I see a power search as. My my definition of a power search is creating, uh, you know, a, a Boolean syntax correct search out in Google. Yeah, okay. okay I just. Said, stream, well, so. how many, how many yeah.
2: terms will you, how many terms will you put into a, a search? Like he's putting 300 names in there. Will you will that's you create ridiculous. a?
3: No, absolutely not. I don't do that. I don't. Who's got time to put 300 names into a search? I don't know. Maybe it works for him, and he's far more technical um, than I am. But uh-huh. uh, I'm looking by job title. I'm looking by company. I'm looking by location. So my searches are specific to that. If that works for him, um, I don't do a lot of very specific diversity searches. Take a peek it, but just I, don't I, do a lot of specific to that. So. I need
1: coffee or espresso or something. I. Sh- you falling asleep, Jerry? No, I just I just don't have the same energy level that that Holly has. She she's like the energizer bunny. Yeah, and I and I I feel like she's going so fast I can't eat, I can't keep up. So I need to talk slower. I, okay. I, I don't know. What- take
2: take a break. Obviously, you're not contributing to the conversation, so you can just take this some is the new me, off. the low key Jerry.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. Okay, yeah. Kinda okay. Sucked.
2: Anybody else is welcome to. You know what? JD told me he listened to the show last week and he liked it. But he thought I should give people more chance to talk.
1: You know, Who's JD I'll, I'll, for the people that don't know. JD
2: Jason Davis, Super Recruiter, founder of recruitingblogs.com. Okay. My hey. former partner in recruiting dot com. Okay. So nobody wants to say any anybody, anybody want to say anything to Holly, source guru, at this point. Five, four, three, two. No. Okay. The only time anyone wants to talk is when everyone wants to talk, okay? Uh, It's true. I, I know the show. Okay, the final thing you've got listed is peel back. That's just taking a long URL and making it shorter. Am I right about that?
3: Well, so what that, and that's been actually very interesting, especially for association websites, where I've been able to track down a certain bit of information on that website or a resume or a profile, and then peel back just that person's name to kind of find the core file with additional profiles or resumes. So that I've hit Jackpot a few times. Just because they haven't either protected it or built anything in to firewall or block me from doing it. So, it, you know, I find one little piece of information or one person's profile, peel it back by just by taking off that last bit of the URL, and then I sometimes find the entire file folder. Do you
2: remember a specific jackpot that you stayed all night to get lucky and you got lucky? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, it actually was the chemical engineer. That was I was um, sourcing and recruiting for uh, Sabic Innovative Plastics, and I was on the AICHE uh, website, which is the which is the Association of Chemical Engineers. And uh, I did a site search, so did a did an X-ray search of their site, and was able to pull up a chemical engineer in Chicago. And I looked at the URL and noticed that it said resume forward slash and then his name. So I just took off the last part that was the person's name. And found probably another. I think it was like forty or fifty people and uh-huh. their profiles and, were those, and their were, were
2: those people not on LinkedIn? See, this is where Jerry should get involved because this is one of his uh, his claims. Were those I'm just people
3: listening. not on
1: LinkedIn? Writing stuff down.
3: So there, it's interesting because there are some people that aren't on LinkedIn, or if you cross-reference their name, you may find their name, but it's a shell profile and they have no connections, which to me is it's basically a dummy profile or somebody put it in there for a sales lead or uh, you know maybe the person at some point, because all you need is a name and a job title to create so a you know, shell profile. profile.
2: What is it? Shell profile means there's a surface but not much depth. Is that what you yep. mean? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So this well, person would LinkedIn not have pulled up in my LinkedIn search. steals, we already know LinkedIn steals names. From your address book, okay, so it might be something something that came from someone's address book, right?
3: And that that I don't know. I don't know how they get in there, where they're getting in there from, but I know now, it's well, not. we figured that, that person out already Jerry's, it. yep.
2: Jerry's, it's suggested that Jerry link up with his eight-year-old daughter, so <laughs> she didn't <laughs> register. Okay. Okay. So, okay, now you also teach how to pipeline candidates. What are you talking about there?
3: So so pipelining candidates this is where you know you have a company that hires for a particular type of role all the time, or they have a project coming up and they know they're going to need a lot of people uh, you know or they're you know having an acquisition or something like that, and they say, "Look, we need to pipeline a bunch of supply chain folks or we need to pipeline you know a bunch of these a bunch of these java developers, things like that so this is where you go out and you're identifying people. Not reaching out to them yet. Uh, it, reach out, reach, kind out of,
2: reach out, reach out. It's an animal bad word. You didn't read the site. Go ahead.
3: Sorry. So I'm pipelining, so I'm gathering that intel, those profiles, those leads, getting it all together and ready to go. So if if and when we're ready to pull the trigger uh, and go ahead and begin contacting, engaging these folks, um, you have them ready. You have a talent pool. Um, pipelining for some companies, that is, that you're already ready engaging them, figuring out what it is they want to do, um having that information and then having them ready to go for Okay, so you've a specific never opening.
2: you've never, you know, got 100 people in a certain kind of profession and then put them on an email list or anything like that.
3: Ugh, I don't do email. I don't like doing that. Campaigns. No, that's email what a pipeline like that.
2: is. That's what a pipeline is. You're just well, stacking some, You're stacking some inventory to contact in the future. That's what you're doing. Right, okay? right. I mean,
3: I don't do it all at once. I personalize, I send them individual, but yes. Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, you say you also specialize in competitive intelligence. What do you mean by uh-huh. that? What do well, you mean that's, by
3: that? That's, that's like the pre-sourcing work, right? So when I'm when I know that I have an intake session coming up for uh you know, for a particular role I want to do my homework first, so I can kind of figure out. I say, okay, I see the job title. This is what I'm going to be talking about today with the with the manager. This is the location. So I'm going to go out real quick, do a little bit of research uh, in LinkedIn to see how many people in that area have the similar job title. What other companies may have job postings uh, for similar job titles in that market? Basically, uh-huh. just to come to the table with a little bit, saying, you know, well, here's you know, here's going to be what you have available for for a talent pool. Uh, for this role, if you just do it geographically, here's what it's going to be if you open it up to a national search. So that mm-hmm. kind of information.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, finally, uh, okay, you've got well, it's almost final. You said you've got experience managing experience managing software. Sorry, off, offshore resources and sourcing teams. Okay, those are the people most people hate, right? <laughs> sure. Okay. How good are they? I mean, they, they're spammers. They come on my. Uh, they come on my Facebook group. I don't get on Jerry's. He's much tighter than I am. Uh, but they mm-hmm. come on my Facebook group, and they just want to spread their jobs indiscriminately. They don't even look to see what, what it's about. You know, we're looking for 30 uh, people. or We've got 30 people to offer with this kind of background. And, uh, well, these guys... maybe,
3: maybe you're using the teams a little bit differently. So when I uh-huh. say offshore teams, and when I've, in the past when I've, en- when I've engaged um, an offshore sourcing team, they're not doing any of the contact. It's just for additional help with search, or here, I've, I've, I've generated a list of names, and I uh-huh. want you to go ahead and look, because I need an extra set of hands. You go out and do the research to get me their email addresses and their phone numbers. That's, uh-huh. that's how I'm utilizing an offshore resource. I'm not having mm-hmm. them reach out, spam, uh, you know, obviously not calling. So, you know, so I'm utilizing them as an extra pair of hands for me on the yeah, search, well, okay, okay, search. Okay, okay, okay. You know how
2: people are always saying, reach mm-hmm. out, reach out reach to out. people by yes, their personal out. emails? Not You're their right. uh, not their business email. How do you get their personal email? Except I understand how to get it through Facebook through their Facebook right. URLs. But how well so can actually, you find? Oh, actually,
3: can we put that towards the end? Because there's actually uh, I actually would like to talk about some sourcing tips for people that are on the phone today and things that I can I can share with you that'll help make okay. your you know. Does sourcing. anybody have
2: any questions? Any any questions for Holly Marshmallow? Does everyone call <laughs> you Marshmallow? Hey, how do you
3: work? Somet- how do you work sometimes. with seven kids? How old are those How kids? How do I work with seven kids? God help me. Every day is a struggle. So no, we have so for the younger ones. We we have a nanny. So, you know, I've got a I've got an office that's up and away that keeps uh-huh. it quiet from the toddlers. And uh then the older ones are in school. So, you know, then my oldest one, he just turned eighteen, he drives, I never see him anyways. So uh huh. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you can't you can't outsource to these kids. They're not they're not interested or old enough, right?
3: Not yet. Not yet. No. I, and they, they kinda see what I do and they know what Boolean is though. I mean it, it's funny, uh-huh. I've tried to to get them doing, okay. doing a little okay. bit Let work. Me me. Let me move on.
2: Let me move on. Let me move on. You say, you say, in fact, you wrote to me this morning, there's still a stigma out there with many recruiters and employers. They think that sourcing is a junior function compared to recruiting. I want to shed some light on what goes on behind the scenes in the day, in a day of the life of a sourcer. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So,
3: Go ahead. Here's a good sourcer, somebody who is a professional. This is what they're doing, mm-hmm. not that they were just hired to, to look at resumes. So a good sourcer does research, uh, as I mentioned, comes to the intake session with that market intel, ideas, a plan, um, ready to have that intelligent discussion. They're a partner with the recruiter, not working for the recruiter as their admin or you know it, them kind of throwing things at them. Here, upload this person to Avature. Here, you know, go ahead and do this for me. Um, they're seen as equals. So you know, it's there may be more junior people that eventually do want to be uh, a recruiter, a full cycle recruiter, and that's okay. There's lots of different there's lots of different uh, environments and lots of different situations. Uh, uh, you're not answering the
2: question. You're not answering the question. She sure okay? did so on a
3: day on a daily basis. So here, let me get into that. So on a daily basis, sorry about that, Holly. What a what are recruiters? What excuse me? What a sourcers doing. So what you don't see behind the scenes, you're back there, you're doing 50 million things. You're checking emails. You're sourcing on multiple jobs. You're talking to the recruiters, letting them know what's going on, doing the screens, uh, you know, doing write-ups and submittals, uh, intake sessions, tracking and reporting. So there's a lot of similar duties, uh, what ha- you know, if you will, to what a recruiter is doing. We're not any less busy. We're not our job well, Let me just tell you
2: something. Let me just tell you something. Sure it's the exact same it's the exact same as a recruiter's job. you're doing a recruiter's job. The only thing you're not doing is bringing in the business.
3: The only thing we're not doing is what what
2: you're not bringing you in say? new business, but you're doing a recruiter's job. The only difference I can see is you said you limit your your screens to fifteen minutes whereas a recruiter would probably take longer is that Is that what you told me
3: that part is true Here's another difference so the other thing that's different is we are not interacting with the clients. So the like the hiring manager. No, no, or no, you know, no, no. Agency okay, saying. hold
2: on. So when you do an intake,
3: yep. you're not
2: talking to the hiring manager, you're talking to a recruiter, is that right?
3: Well, if the job's already open, it, it's just a recruiter. Sometimes you talk to them, but I don't interface. Once the intake session's over, I'm not dealing with the with the with okay, the hiring manager. Okay, but the intake anymore.
2: session, don't you ask these dummy, you know, uh, uh relationship managers, don't you say, "Let me talk to the hiring manager so I can ask them, Intelligent questions, rather than get the information from you who doesn't know anything.
3: If I abs- if I have a chance, absolutely yes. Okay. After that, I'm not dealing with those you know those calls, those check-ins, all yeah, of those things. so you're things. not you're not I'm presenting not the deals. candidates. Hold
2: on. You're not presenting your candidates to the to the client, but you're sure you're sure enough presenting them to the recruiter.
3: To the recruiter, yes. Because
2: she <laughs> is your client. Okay. There's Correct. nothing there's nothing that you're doing that's different from a recruiter's job, in my opinion. That's I've got a
4: question. True go ahead. Who's
2: that? Who's that? Who's that? Oh, Who's
4: that? Kathy Hi, Holly. Hi,
0: Holly. Oh, go ahead, Kathy.
4: Alex. Oh. Alex. Who's talking?
0: Let Kathy speak. Let Kathy speak.
4: Oh, sorry. Um, you know, if you're a full life cycle corporate recruiter, you do not have any time to source like Holly does or like I do. There's just no way. You're spending your whole day sourcing. You're not just positioning out candidates. You're not you know, doing all of the um, admin work within the um, the applicant tracking system, you're not talking to the actual client. We're simply there in the background finding talent.
2: Yeah, but it's she does work in, inside a company.
0: I was, I was well, just I didn't gonna, me,
4: and, and that's what I did. I mean, let let me add I got to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, here's my question for Holly. Uh, so you've filled both sides. You've sourced and you've recruited, right, Holly? That's correct. So now, if you had sourcers working for you, would mm-hmm. you want them screening, or would you want that first touch with the candidate as the recruiter yourself?
3: Do you know, I'll give you this. So many people want to hear that a recruiter, that, excuse me, that a sourcer is going to um, do that pre-screen, but you want to know what really happens? On the back end, the recruiter gets lazy. So I've done my job. I've found the person. Then I pass them over to the recruiter. And I'm like, ah, eh, they've already talked to the sorcerer. I'm just going to go ahead. They did. They did the work. So I'm going to go ahead and forward it right to the hiring manager. I, I, you know, I think that that's a shortcut, and I think that they're being a little bit lazy. It's no, I've I've warmed the person up. I've got them engaged, and you know, I pass them over to you. They have more questions before you, you know before they're ready didn't to be interviewed. Answer
0: my question, Holly. I said, okay. if you were the recruiter and you were using a sorcerer,
3: yes. would
0: you want the sourcer screening or would you want the first touch yourself?
3: No, I kind of want the first. If they reach out and they got an email back that said that yes, I'm interested, I'd want to go ahead and take the ball and run with it, personally.
0: So, so don't you think it's better to use sources, real good sources who know what they're doing, to just do the research piece and to generate name generation and find targets and let the recruiters do the first touch and the high touch candidate management work?
3: I think that that I think that that would actually save me a heck of a lot of time in my day. But
0: would it strengthen that's the overall I'm sorry? Would it strengthen the overall team? I don't you
3: know. know. I don't mm-hmm. see how that would make a
0: difference.
1: No. no, what are you doing here, man? I'm
2: letting him. Uh, he's an intelligent yeah. guy. I'm letting him talk, but I'm going to answer the question now myself. The recruiter can't ask better questions than the sourcer or the researcher, whatever you want to call her. It's called candidate development. She's going mm-hmm. to interview just as well as the recruiter, so right, what the but recruiter... the sorcerer's
0: not going to close the candidate.
2: Not
4: necessarily. The sorcerer may not know all of the ins and outs of right. right. that job. Damn right they,
3: they do, statement. or they
2: couldn't source for it properly. That's not
3: true. Well, here's the thing: culture. So think about this, right? And think about me from a contract or from a consultant role. Okay, I mean, I'm getting to know the client to the best of my ability, and uh, the questions I ask, and know the job. The recruiter is the one that's typically working internal, there, embedded you know, they can speak far more in depth to the particular role, the history, things like that. All of the stuff in the nitty gritty that as a sourcer, I'm not really privy to. Usually I'm here, to am a second. Remotely. Hold on a second. I don't know all the internal politics. Wait a second. Hey, politics. hey,
2: hey. Your cl- so your, your clients are mm-hmm. corporate internal recruiters. Is that what you're telling us now?
3: Uh most of them are yes. I do have occasional okay. agencies or people. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And and you're external so you don't know the company culture, but you assume that they do is that is that right
3: well i feel like it's more the recruiter's job to sell them on it i mean i'm here to pre-screen i want to figure out you know what's your motivation what He's are right. you making
2: what are totally. you doing
3: now and get you off the phone and pass you to the recruiter like that's i don't have you know half an hour 45 minutes to sit here and talk to you. i've got so many people i've got to get through and try to pre-qualify them um and get them you know at least teed up to go ahead and pass off to the recruiter yeah but I haven't you already and talk told them about them it, willing to move
0: forward as a recruiter, I think that's crazy. If I've got a good sourcer, all I want them to do is generate targets. I want to have that first touch because I have to close the candidate. So I'll want do all of that. Do you want interested
4: targets, or do you just want lists of
0: names? I want targets. I'll get them interested. That's my job. Oh, that was another oh, question that's different. I Not a lot of people
4: think that way, I think. Yeah, Holly, I, this another question I have for you. How yeah. do you get um, the candidates on the passive end interested in your positions?
3: So that's a good question, and I think that's something all of us work on. So, in the I I like to you know even if it's on LinkedIn, I find someone. I try to get their personal email or their work email before I send an email. I try to get that so I can craft a message. It comes from, you know, on that, you know, whether it's, you know, Northrup's email or something. So it has that signature in there, and it's not just coming as an email that may be going to junk mail. So I'm sending that. If I can, you know, if I do that first pass and I haven't gotten a reply within 24 to 48 hours, then I'll go ahead and I'll try to look up their phone number and reach out to them that way. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll reach out on social media, but those things can get time-consuming. So hey, I definitely didn't I tell you, you reach out is to to not a word I like? Yeah, but how do you say that? That's it. in my repertoire. It's forbidden on read... this
2: show, and not only that, okay, you're, you're saying you craft an email. <laughs> how about you write an email? What's this craft stuff, okay? Well,
3: what's about the difference with the, reach, with the outreach? It's just a word. It's not the word. Animal. Maybe what not for you. It's a word I
4: Holly, yeah. what do you say to the candidate once you have them and you've done your research and you have them on the phone to get them interested in your job?
3: So, so to get them interested in the particular role itself, I usually ask them what they're what they're doing, why they're on the phone with me, why they agreed to talk with me, because you know I'm not typically doing, I don't like to do a lot of cold calling, so it's a warm intro. It's that I've emailed them, and. Um, you know that that they've responded with some kind of interest. So I want to find out first before I start selling them on something that they may not even care about. What is their motivation? Like, what's their hot button? So that way I'm saving myself time, and that way I'm not sending here selling so a... Wanna...
2: How do you figure it out? Sorry, I missed. I must have missed them. Ask them. How do you figure it out? Ask them right button? up
3: and say, you know, you know, I came across your profile. It looks great. You know, I, I've got this amazing job, and you know, I wanted to know, you know, what what would be your motivation to you know to talk with me today or, or to make a move? And listen to what they have to say. Let people talk. Is that in the email? Or on the phone? No, that's that's when I get them on the phone and I'm talking to them. I, th- I believe that was the question What's in the asked email?
2: First of all, so the what's email- your return rate? What's your return yeah, rate so on yeah? So my email? response
3: rate is about 30 to 36 percent on average. Sometimes for particular roles, um, it's a little bit better, and I'll you know I'll get up to 40 to 50 percent. Um, but I'd say on average, overall, it's over 30, between that 30 and 40. Uh, and I'm using more creative. Uh, well, I think it's creative anyways. In the subject line, I get a lot of comments, and people are like, "Wow, I loved your unique approach." So you know, searching for sales roles or things like that, I'll put in there, "I need a rock star." You know, a couple of exclamation points. Boy,
2: that's exciting. And,
3: <laughs> and it's just something different. And then I'll tell them, you know, your profile caught my eye. I'm, I'm tasked, you know, I'm a talent sourcer on XYZ team. I'm tasked with finding A players, you know, for a particular role. Here's what we're looking for. You know, kind of make it exciting and interesting and talk to them like a real person, not that it's so Okay, but hold on a so second. Formal. I thought you
2: said, Kathy, I have to thank you. You're you're taking her in a good path. Um, if if And I'll let you come back in a second. But mm-hmm. I thought you said you, you – customize the email. You do a little research on them. Am I right about that, or you don't really have time I'm not doing that, research
3: be? on the particular person. On occasion, if it's some high level and I have the time to do that, and there's only maybe yeah. you know a handful of these particular type of people, yes, I'll yeah. go in more depth. Okay. But I, do I, on, I read an article by email. Rachel Gould
2: at Yahoo, no, Rachel Saunders, and she says mm-hmm. if she wants to get a, a, a reply, the more research she does into the candidate before she sends out an email, the higher her response rate is. So you I'm don't, sure. you don't have time.
3: Well, that's true. But, I mean, if I've got 20 jobs that I'm sourcing on and I've got to get candidates in the pipeline for all of them, how am uh-huh. I going to research for that many people? You know, if you've got 10 or 20 people that are targets for each one of those, do the math. So,
4: yeah. you it's know, can you do for the tougher it's, ones? It's real easy. And I've been using it, and it works. You, If they, if you if you see that they went, let's say, to UCLA, you just find out what the mascot is at UCLA. Chances are they're into UCLA football or sports or whatever, and you use the mascot somewhere in your subject line.
2: Let's hear it. Let's let's hear an example, Kathy.
4: Okay. It would be like your background plus training plus UCLA Bruins plus Deloitte equals a winning combination. Okay. <laughs> and it works. I don't
2: know what to say. Okay.
4: It works. I look up all okay. the mascots or I yell, Ask my
3: husband, who's the mascot for, you know, Nebraska. Uh-huh. <laughs> whatever works, honestly. You know, I find that Rockstar rock star resonates with salespeople. I find that, you know, I you know, I need a coding geek. Works with you because know, geek now geek is very cool. You know, that word yeah. isn't uh you know isn't a negative thing. So whatever it is, tailor it to your audience. Um uh, you know, so so I'm I'm trying to get creative with the messaging and, and it works.
2: And how also, do you get I got a
3: placement at
4: Deloitte, and I'll, I'll just and then I'll get off. But um, I, I saw that she was really into cooking and and really into cooking, so I, I incorporated that into the um, in mail. And she got we got hired because I wasn't going to answer your in mail, but you obviously are into cooking.
2: Uh-huh. How, did you, how did you so know So, another way
5: I would recommend is that you find them, if, where you found them is on LinkedIn, instead of sending the intro or in mail or that first connect mm-hmm. through LinkedIn, go find their blog, go find their Twitter. Yeah. Find something that says, I went a little bit deeper than your LinkedIn. Uh, my it Jeff second Newman? thing is, I, it is Jeff Newman. The second thing I like is that if you are using a template on LinkedIn in mail, which I don't think is a bad thing own the fact that you're sending a template in the subject. Hey, it's spam in a template, and here's why. And then in your in-mail, you say, listen, I hate spam as much as you, but you have the buzzwords. I know you're getting inundated. Here's what makes me different. And then explain why, and then say, let's talk about it on the phone, and you'll see this isn't my usual approach, but sometimes needs drive methods, and that's just how the, the ball rumbles. I get usually about a thirty percent response rate yeah. on that and people like it. But I also you make the email funny and you know, listen, I I'm a recruiter, not a stalker, so if you delete me that's cool. I promise I won't show up in front of your house with a van, you know? You make a little joke in there, and
2: people respond uh-huh, to uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Let me ask something to Jeff, okay? Like uh, malapropisms, like inundated—is is that instead of inundated? Is that something that you you put in and, to make them laugh? Is that or is that just
5: a? Uh, that action? was just to make us laugh, and also because I read a lot, but don't hear people say words like inundated, so yeah. Yeah. I, I okay. say them in yeah. my head.
2: Okay
1: aren't you like 40 uh, the, years the old
5: i'm sure am, you've heard, I've heard,
2: i'm sure you've heard inundated a few times already let me ask you something are you modifying or toning down your accent so when you go out to interviews you sound more like a, a normal person cuz i wasn't an impressionist sure, I'm, with you i am trying
5: and i've been actually concerned that i'm too new york too jewish too fat too no, something no i love the accent it's, I think it's me great, great. You know, I am just me. That's been my success is that I don't pretend to be someone else, but I think it's shitting all over my interviews because I okay, so you, have never uh, been uh, unemployed people, this tell,
2: long. No, no, tell just tell tell everybody what you're looking for. So uh if somebody knows something and they want a, a fat, short, funny guy, they'll 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 I'm recommend looking you. for a place
5: where I can recruit, where I can bring in people who fit the culture and fit the skill set we're looking for to make great teams. That's uh-huh, what uh, I want. I don't care what my title is.
2: I'm less concerned about money Francisco, than making in a San difference. Francisco. In San, so am I right? recruiting in,
5: in San Francisco.
2: And you can get, I'm interviewing today in Palo Alto. You're supposed to be a good communicator, and he can get a good referral from his previous boss, Martin Burns. Not as, not his immediately previ- previous boss, but Martin oh, Burns. who's now just Well, when you have four
5: managers in two years, it's hard to figure out which boss you should ask okay.
2: for so a reference. Okay, we uh, all know Recruiter <laughs> Moe, at Recruiter Mo. He will give Jeff a good reference. How come I have to introduce people? They can't do it themselves. You know what? I probably couldn't either. Thank you, Jeff. Let's come back to Marshy Mallow. Thank our you, Jeff. Michael. Okay. No, you're welcome to come back in. I just want to see we, we cut her off. So you email people first. That's your first point of contact, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And they what do they say when they write back?
3: So typically, when they write back, I'll get I'll get a mixed bag, right? Of ooh, hey, you know, liked your liked your outreach, that's creative. I might be the rock star you're looking for, or what have you. Um, you know, usually something a little bit more personalized. Then I get the other handful of people, like you mentioned in your intro, that are you know, thank you, I appreciate it. You know, in the, I appreciate your kind words. I'm very happy where I'm at. Let's talk in the future. Let's connect. You know, for, keep in touch for future opportunities. Then we get other people that depending wait on sec, the company wait, I'm Wait a
2: sec. Him. Wait, wait a sec. That's. That's what Alejandra was talking about. When someone says, I'm happy where I am, think about me for the future, will you go after that person and try to sway them? Alejandro, would you do that? If it's the person that I know,
3: yeah. Like, there's some, some, like, if I'm reaching out to ten people, I'm like, eh, on the fence with these five, but these other ones are the hot, hot ones. I may come back to them and and, and just say to them, say, look, would you mind just talking to me for five minutes so I could – you know, kind of determine what would make, you know, in the future, what opportunities would be interesting to you, get a little bit more information. Sometimes they shoot me down and say no, but sometimes they will say yes, and they're like, yeah, I've got five minutes, I'll talk to you real quick. And then from there I can kind of talk about their motivation and hopefully – try to get them to you know, get convinced enough. This is why the passing it over to the recruiter and to get them to do that that sell is important and not just pass along my screen or my candidate that I've keyed up for them to, directly to the hiring manager. So, That's so why I recommending don't want my the,
0: sourcers ahead, with the first touch. I want to do the first touch because if I run into that, yes, I am going to sell against the indifference. I am going yeah. to try and overcome it. I'm going to try and dig. If you're a sorcerer and you're good, do yep. what you do.
3: Let That's, me do my I part. I wish more recruiters thought like point. that, honestly. Cause I get, and this is the reason why I found that I liked sourcing better than recruiting is because the I you know, I get anxiety. I give you I give full-cycle recruiters and agency recruiters so much credit. That negotiation, closing the deals, people waffling back and forth, that those are the things that would keep me up at night and cause me so much stress. I loved the hunt. I like being a little bit more behind the scenes, just kind of getting people warmed up, <sighs> warm, and fuzzy. But that... That art that you guys have of closing things or dealing with those difficult conversations is, is not my strong suit. I like the to The other be out there important
0: part of it is the first yeah. touch is going to influence the close. So right. that's the other reason I don't want to give up the first touch to anybody. I want that ask, first oh, touch. Oh, be, oh,
2: wait a second. Ahead. Let me ask Jerry about this. He uses a very good sourcer, in fact, a mm-hmm. number of them. But Jerry prides himself on being a good salesperson. Jerry, are you there?
1: Oh, I'm here. I'm just listening.
2: It's okay. Been... Do, you, do you? What do you do with your sourcers? If they're not, if somebody you know tells them, I'm not interested at the present time. But they're good. Will you call those guys?
1: Or do you no, I don't them? need to hear about it. No, I'm no. No. They're 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 not only sourcing. They're recruiting. So okay. I, here's the thing: I, I, like I my husband does need sourcing too. I have a pile of people that that aren't interested. I mean, they're they're recruiters. They're not just sourcers. Okay. Okay.
3: So Your here's husband? something interesting too. There's different. So there's different different types of sourcers, right? I tend to be just because I'm I'm an outgoing person in general. Like I, you know, I like to talk. I can be personable and and I can I can talk to people. So I end up doing phone work. Uh, but you have my husband who is amazing at tech stuff sourcing search. But he's not client facing, like meaning that uh, he he doesn't call people. He's very he's an introvert. He's amazingly fast. He can find you. You know. A, cloud, Hadoop, big data, these iOS developers, because um, he's very technical, but he doesn't like being on the phone. He will not screen candidates by phone. He'll do, you know, pre screens via email if you want him to, and kind of send that information along to the recruiter, but he will not call candidates.
2: Does he talk to you much?
3: Hmm. After a few minutes. No. Maybe
4: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I not
2: Okay, hold on a second. Is Stephen G. Davis recruit for you? Is he on the line, or do I have to read what he's posting here on on Twitter? Are you on the line, Steve? No. He says he used a tagline in an email. I quit my job working for Nike; just couldn't do it anymore. And he got a response. I, I like. Is spammy
3: not- though? Like, I feel like if I if someone sends me a, a line that's a little bit too cheesy or it's too long, I feel like it's like just one of those marketing things. No.
2: I don't know. But anyway, I, I was advertising Jeff Newman. He's good. He's worth talking to. If you're looking for a corporate recruiter, he's good, but he didn't say how to get in touch with him. What's wrong? I mean, that's not representing yourself very well, okay? But well, you cut me off. Me. I'm all over the place. <laughs> Google my name with the word recruiter. I'm on
5: Twitter. I'm
2: on
1: LinkedIn. Newman, I'm on yeah, E-R-E. N-E-W-M-A-N.
2: Or just get in touch with me, Animal, on Twitter, and I'll put you in touch with them. Okay, so so you know what? The show's getting away from us. It's Can I ask Newman course.
1: what kind of phone's he on? What, what's the deal there, man?
2: Uh, well, since I, I can't speak from a
5: landline anymore because all I have is a cell phone because I'm unemployed, I'm using the cell phone.
1: Oh, uh, okay, I just wondered. Okay. I apologize. No, yeah. just wondered. Okay. okay,
2: I'm just uh, stressing. And he's not representing himself that well today, but he's worth talking to. Okay, I would hire him. Okay, so. Well, why uh, don't you? Because I don't have any staff. Make so, a commitment. I'm to not grow, in San animal. Francisco either. Okay. Well, but he doesn't have to be. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk with Marshmallow Holly before before the show's It's a shame opened. my name's
3: not Marsha, huh? That would have been far more entertaining. No,
2: no, no. I, I like Holly. It's fine. Marshmallow's a good nickname. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, okay. So we've got to the point where you've talked to the person. Pass them on to the to the to the recruiter. Is there anything uh-huh. else you want to tell us about the day of a sorcerer, a day in the life of the sorcerer? Uh, what percentage of your life. people come from LinkedIn? What percentage of your people come from LinkedIn? Uh, I'd, say,
3: I'd say about half of them. Only half? Well, I bet you if I cross reference some of the other ones I found, they'd be on LinkedIn. But I'd say that I split up my searching and my sourcing between – I'd say, yeah, maybe about half, like I said, but they probably, maybe there's 75% of them, because the other 25% have profiles. I how like do you to do decide to find,
2: so hold on, you have said, yeah. you know what, The half of the people I find probably mm-hmm. have profiles on LinkedIn, but I find them somewhere else. Why is that? Like, how, so, how do you...
3: Think about the keywords, right? I think sometimes people get a little bit too too specific with their keywords, and they eliminate people in their searching. So if they didn't happen to have you know, a particular keyword that you're using, because you're looking at a job description, and you're like, oh, this person's got to have you know, this and this and this, well, you've got to remember, it's a profile. It's not a resume on LinkedIn. So if you put in too many keywords, and this person hasn't built out their LinkedIn profile to match their resume, it may just say what company they work for on the job title.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: sometimes you need to reverse engineer it, you know, in order to go back and find those people, mm-hmm. yeah, um, okay. you can do that. Okay, hold on.
2: Glenn Cathy, Glenn Cathy yes. says two-thirds of the people on LinkedIn who are qualified mm-hmm. for your jobs will not be found using the obvious search terms. True or false? I agree. Okay. So you might prefer to find somebody on a chemical engineer professional association site to yep. even though they're actually on LinkedIn with a shell profile. Is that what you're telling us?
3: Uh Yes, and I'll tell you why, because you can find a little bit more, well, A, you know we're going back to Kathy's point, you can find a little bit more information about them, but B, there's once you have that information there with them, you can then search by their name, search, sometimes there's other ways to contact them through that association uh-huh. Uh-huh. or track them down. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing I do, too, is sometimes if I find somebody outside of LinkedIn, I can yeah. then go in, plug their name into LinkedIn, run an extension on their public profile, and then find their personal email address. So
2: What is that? Just, what, is that? what do you mean ways. extension? Like, like cell hack?
3: Uh, yes, I use Hack Profit, um, I use Lipple, and I use Connect6. I used to use Connectifire, but then they wanted to charge me, so I, I kind of uh, told them to shove it, and I said no.
2: Okay, so you're you're the first person besides <laughs> Dean Decosta who actually uses the cool tools, uh, I think. Okay, okay. Well, and you know, e-
3: it's interesting. Um, I know some sourcers that do, and I think, I don't know. I don't know why more people aren't using them. And honestly, for a recruiter that doesn't have a lot of time to do sourcing – they should totally uh-huh. be using them. They're easy. It's a no brainer. You don't have to know complicated Boolean.
5: You know, uh-huh. all you gotta do is find uh-huh. the someone's
3: and look it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So
5: let's, let's I am i d I'm addicted to uh, Profit for Recruiters, one of the yes. new I think it's recruiting tools.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh I've been
5: directly during my interview process I've been sending emails to the CEOs, you know, beyond just the ATS application and right. I'm finding so many direct emails using Profit for Recruiters. I like to free, use it as that's a, a free tool.
1: It's it a is free, free tool. Team.
5: If mm-hmm. you Google uh, Profit for Recruiters, you have to use a Chrome browser. It will direct you to a place where you put in your email, it's and then you get the a free store, beta. So you
3: know. It's not
5: yeah. in the store.
3: Correct. Uh,
5: and you can only use it on a Chrome browser. So you Google uh, recruiter, uh, Profit for Recruiters. It will direct you to a site.
1: Is that spelled yeah, you put yeah, in right, your right, email, right. and then you get yeah.
5: an invite. It's no, not it like invite. Moses was finished. a
2: prophet or Ezekiel. Like in the bio, you know, yeah,
5: like, like, like the prophet Abraham, not the prophet, let's make, a, let's make some money. Now, okay.
3: If we're on the tools section and we're kind of talking about that, let's, let's kind of go with that for a second. So if you're – The there, show's almost another,
2: over, believe it or not. So that's I know. probably Let, me, let close me share off. this then
3: so you have some takeaways. Uh, the, as far as talking about <laughs> tools and things that work, um, LIPPL, L-I-P-P-L, that is in the App Store. Uh, that's, a Google, that's a Google Chrome extension, and that works with Facebook. So what does when it you
2: do? pull someone,
3: what does it do? It gives you their Facebook email address, which uh-huh. mm, the vast majority of the people that set up Facebook use their personal email address. So yeah. you send them a message, and I've tested it. I've sent it to people I know personally, like personal connections, uh-huh. using this, uh-huh. and it did uh-huh. go to their personal email address. So uh-huh. it's another like tool.
2: It. Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. Connect Six, I do like that. Also, will run um, well, say on mobile profile. say it slower. <laughs> Do you understand she cannot slow down, dude? No, 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 It's not that
1: much of a time.
3: She's got an airs
1: training course to take this afternoon. She needs to finish this up. Course number
2: 61. Okay, connect six. Connect. Yep, connect and the number six. And then the numeral six. The numeral, the word connect with the numeral six, right? It's also, It's is it a Chrome extension? It's a Chrome extension, yes. Okay, what does it do?
3: And that does the same thing. It runs over either, either over LinkedIn profiles or other, profile, other, other social media profiles. Same thing. It runs along the side. And when you hover, even, even in names when you're doing searches, um, you can hover over a person's name, and it will automatically search Google and try to find contact info on them. So that is a more versatile extension because it's not specific to any one social media site. It can be used in numerous places, whereas Lipple only works on Facebook, and profit works best on uh, linkedin profiles uh connect uh, excuse me connect 6 will work any place that there's a name because when you hover over it and it's activated it will search the internet and try to find a personal email address or contact info for them you know what else their, their is their good profile. is um, Plus, Kathy. I, Kathy, I love Kathy, sidekick i
4: absolutely adore it what, what is it uh, sidekick. sidekick
3: and sidekick. you can get it from
4: the chrome store as well and it, it not only gives you um the email addresses, but it tells you every time that person opens your email. It's is awesome. that
3: free? Yep. Cool. All right. I'll okay. check that out, too. Thank you. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Lipple, they didn't get it. L-I-P-P-L. P-P-L. Okay? Yes. okay. hmm Okay. Okay. Just so Steve knows, I do have, uh, you know, it's not Animal Show is not a Twitter address. Just plain animal. Okay. <sighs> okay, so go next. Next next tool, Holly, Source Guru.
3: Okay, so a couple things for efficiency. Don't reinvent the wheel every day. You don't have time for that. When you do a search, save your search strings. Whether If it's in Google, bookmark it. Save search agents everywhere you go. Uh, use Google Alerts. It's not just for notifications, for layoffs and industry news. Set up alerts for your frequent searches that you have going on. It, you can use Boolean in Google Alerts, so use that to your advantage. Uh, use Templates. For frequent responses, I have about 10 signatures in my Outlook. Basically, it's for, you know, that pre-screen template saying, hey, I'd like to talk to you. My thanks but no thanks letter. Um, you know, Someone replied back to me but didn't send me their resume. So all of those things that you How many times on a daily do you basis, pepper
2: someone with re- return emails before, if they don't reply the first time?
3: How many times if they don't? I'd say, I mean, maybe twice, but no more than that. After that, I mean, then you're just kind of harassing really? them. Really? Really? I don't know. Okay. 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 Next,
2: well, why are you
1: shocked at that?
2: Because there's other people who say do it five times. Okay. That's cow. You
3: know, how annoyed I would be it's if somebody did it five times. I'd be like, man, get off my ass! Like, Gosh. I would hate that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable.
3: Um, also, something free to mention for everybody. If uh, and I don't know how many people do consulting or work for smaller companies. Maybe this is the wrong audience, but uh, there's a free applicant tracking system oh. called Smart Recruiters. It's web based. <laughs> I don't use it as an applicant tracking system. I use it to post jobs when I consult for smaller clients because it posts out free simultaneously to Glassdoor, Simply Hired, Indeed, and five more free sites. So if you have an employer, you have a company that, you know, wants you to post out, you know, some jobs and you don't have much of a much of a budget for uh, you know, for for advertising, uh, SmartRecruiters is is a great functionality and it's it's something I use um, when I consult for companies that don't give me access to any CRMs or applicant tracking systems. So you have
2: all your people yeah. on, on smart recruiters or search by no, search? No,
3: only for, only for certain customers. Some of them I have to use their avature or whatever they'd like for me to use, and some just want me to manually track it on a spreadsheet. Okay, Listen, here's the
2: last question I think I have time for. Sure. So you're switching mm-hmm. on every search from industry to industry, is that right? And profession a lot of to times. profession.
3: Yeah, right? a lot of different, sure. I have a lot of different, uh, yep.
2: Mm-hmm. You're a generalist, right?
3: Yes, yes, very every, much. Every, I sometimes have sales. Everybody
2: or, says... Everybody says you can only be good if you're a niche player. You don't believe that's true, do you?
3: No. No. I think you're good if you're if you're you know, if you have a good core set of skills, like recruiters, right? I mean if you know how to interview, you know how to sell someone, you know how to close a deal. Okay, okay, but what, what if you don't have ingenier. the industry
2: knowledge? Could you do could you still do a good interview?
3: Wow, well, you need to teach yourself, you need to do your homework. You can't just wing it. You really need to know what you're talking okay. about. Okay, so, but, but
2: as a sorcerer, you got to pick up the keywords very quickly. You got to learn the. I do. Words, I, you got to right? look it
3: up. You got to do your research. You can't just. You have to know what you're talking about. You're right. So how much Holly, prep that, time goes? Holly. How much time goes into your search?
2: Oh, well, let me tell you.
3: <laughs> um, some some are more difficult than others. I mean, I know I know a lot about sales. I'll know a lot about corporate. But if it's a new role I've never worked on before, for a you know, for some farm animal products you know for bear pharmaceuticals or something that's going to take yeah. me a little bit longer because i want to know what like, that person does a little does bit longer what does
2: that mean a half an hour
3: man eh. um depends Either that i can ask the hiring manager you yeah, half an hour doing a little bit of pre-research animal animal
1: animal i can tell that you're you feel like you're up against a hard stop at one o'clock because of the all-important after show let yeah. me just say this is actually a valuable uh... conversation i I would rather hear her than us yapping about her. Okay, so We're I'm gold bypassing gold. the animal show for whatever uh-huh. time need is needed. Yeah, Holy Finally,
2: for once on this show, you have a little time for us. Okay, so I do. Like, I do. Like I, I, I did a search once with a, a well known mm-hmm. recruiter, and it was for an electric motor company. Different kinds okay. of motors. I, I didn't know anything about electric motors, so he kept telling me to go to Wikipedia. So like I had well, to, like, that's that's a good to... source of info. Yeah. Will you go and so, study electric motors on
3: Wikipedia? Yeah. I was actually um, I, was, I actually sat there in the shower one day mm. watching YouTube videos, literally taking a shower, having my phone up, sitting on the edge, watching um, a YouTube video on Hadoop because I wanted to learn about G-M-R. it. I wanted to know the backstory. I wanted to know everything I could know as I'm going out and doing these, you know, searching for big data architects. It was a new search for me. I wanted to know, what's Hadoop? How did it start? What does it mean? Okay, so that but way when I'm reading I, a profile and a resume, uh-huh, I know what I'm uh-huh. looking at.
2: Okay, so, but everybody yeah. says, oh, I gotta be, this is a real important thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I gotta be a specialist. But it sounds to me like if you were becoming a recruiter tomorrow, you could set up yeah. on a new desk in a flash and not say it's gonna take me six months to make money. You could start making money right away because you don't you ha- really have to have a strong background in order to work a certain field, right?
3: You just have to take initiative. You just have to take initiative to, to learn about it yourself. Your and and that's, that makes a difference, I think, is personality.
2: Kathy, don't leave before I ask you this question, but I have to finish this top, topic with, uh, with Holly first. Yes, you know, and there what?
1: is no after show, so we have all day, people. No, but
2: I don't know. Like, who's going to listen to a 90 minute show? Okay, but I mean, it's interesting. Who's going to listen <laughs> to any
1: of the show? It's just us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Depending that there's some other audience there. <laughs> okay, Holly. Holly, yeah. so hold on. Let's just see your Twitter address is Holly Sorcer, No, Holly Sorcer. Source Guru. Okay, so yes. people know. But but so let's say uh, a recruiter calls you and says, Holly, do you have any uh, experience with uh, uh, pharmaceutical, some you know quality control engineers? And you say, No, I've never worked a search like that before. Oh, okay, I, I better look for somebody else. What would you say?
3: I'd say actually, you know what? Let me tell you what experience I do have, and I would speak to my healthcare background, why it's relevant, and how I could quickly ramp up, and how I've been successful in the past doing that. I mean, I was an IT recruiter for years, and I got thrown into nursing. Like it was it literally from one day to the next, I went right from recruiting IT people to recruiting nurses. I had no idea. I got yelled at by a nurse practitioner because I was trying to call her about an RN job. You know, you figure that out quick. It's like, uh oh, you know, you get you get burned. You're like, okay, maybe I need to learn more about this. So you sell them on what your your capabilities and your ability to learn. People are teachable. Just because I've never yeah, but done. They're going to say,
2: and I'm telling you what I've been told. You know, to, why should I use you, who've done three searches for nurses, when I can go to yep. this person who's done 50 for
3: them? The, uh, well, 50 it 50 depends the upon tools. their results. She it depends upon what their knowledge. what their Exactly. What their their capabilities. You could have somebody that's been a sorcerer for another big pharmaceutical for ten years, but their skills are outdated. They haven't you know, they haven't kept up with well,
2: you know, okay, so that's 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 kind of putting the other guy down that you don't necessarily know know. that much about. You only know yourself, okay?
3: Right. So I would sell them on my ability, my flexibility, uh, my capabilities of searching. And yeah, you have to show them. You're somebody, look, like,
2: you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a good recruiter. I'm a good sourcer. Right. Give me anything, and I'll bring in the right people. It's faster okay? for
3: me to learn about your pharmaceutical job than it is for you to take a sourcer that knows pharmaceuticals and teach them how to source better. Oh, that's my true. God,
5: I am so on page with that, man. A good recruiter doesn't know the skills they're looking for. They know how to talk about the skills. But more importantly, they know human beings. If you can do the buzzwords, you can find the right person. They know how to ask questions. That's right, and how, so listen, yeah. and how to listen. And that's it. You don't need anything fancy. I, I feel comfortable saying within one week I could be ramped up to recruit for anything, just like you did. Watch your video on Hadoop. Yeah. learn how to say it correctly, and then when you talk to your candidate, you say, listen, I know people. I know nothing about your skill set. Uh, now now, now I've, I've
1: pictured Newman me. in the shower watching the video. <laughs> I'm doing this <laughs>
0: You know, win, I think win. some people are some people Dang. are
3: lazy or are waiting for you know this information or this knowledge to just fall from the skies and that's not how it works. I mean I, you know I, you have to you have to take that initiative. You have to be out there selling yourself. You have to you know make sure that you're staying relevant in order to make money in this industry. I mean that's that's what I think it is. It's like if not, other people are going to pass you by. They're going to get the jobs. You have to stay on top of those things. And you know what? You're right. Maybe I don't have that particular experience, but I'll try my hardest and I'll do a good job for you. I promise that. You know.
0: If if you don't know about something and you uh call a candidate with good questions to learn from that candidate as you're doing the job, as you're sourcing or recruiting for it, Uh they're going to respect you for that. And they're going to inform you and teach you things about it that you're not going to find online.
2: No, I don't think they respect you for not knowing stuff. Okay, I really don't. I just just placed
0: somebody and got $105. Oh, Oh,
5: sorry, Alejandro. Go on, go on.
0: No, we just placed somebody who got a hundred five thousand dollar billing on them, and I didn't know anything about education, and I was learning as I went, and learning from him at the same time.
5: It's not that they respect you for not knowing it; they respect you for admitting,
0: for admitting that you don't way. know it. Your fee was a hundred five
1: thousand. Yeah. Okay, everybody, that that does it for me. <laughs> I just need
4: three of those. Are a Animal, year I'm going to stop
1: talking bad about Alejandro when you and I are having our private conversation. Okay. There yeah. you go. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> got it <here>. go <laughs> on. Oh, I happen please. to know the guy
5: he's working with, and I know it to be true, and that's probably on the low end of the piece of the okay. side
1: trends. Congratulations on that.
0: Sitting at okay. Jeff's old desk. Please Hold me on money. a second.
2: Newman, you got, a, you got a, um, a lead from Michael Cox. He put it on Twitter for you. Just so you, you don't miss it, okay? Oh, he was... awesome,
5: awesome! Okay. And I got Look. I got a lead from someone who was listening to the call from Visa as we're talking. So thank okay. you. Okay. Virtual on, hugs.
1: Don't okay. imagine me in the shower. All those virtual leads from uh, hugs is all I will accept. The recruiters who actually make placements group coming through again, huh?
2: Okay. <laughs> yes, Holly came. And I'll I'll it. it. Does. I'll I'll hear it. Hear it. Does. Ding ding. Holly came to the show through Jerry's group on Facebook. No. Okay. Nobody's yes. even heard
1: of my group. It's all That's because right. of you, Animal.
2: Because it's, it's a closed group. That's why. Okay. <laughs> it's, and, and, and it's called recruiters who actually make placements. It's very hard to get in, okay? It's,
1: well, it's no, the Bolshevik now, party.
2: It's the Membership Wolfshevik is party closed. Is we sealed
1: it, it off at 800.
2: Yeah, okay. It's like okay. the fire
1: marshal. Back on my hand. There's no right more people special inside.
5: Circumstance. You need to get Alejandro in that, even though he doesn't have a
2: Facebook account. I, I, I posted about Alejandro on uh, Facebook. People were He'll never pregnant. make it
1: in this business if he's not on Facebook. Yeah. Okay.
2: If I put in the, based on what Kathy said, if I put in a, uh, an email, like a cold email, if I put, how about those Blue Jays, eh? <laughs> will, will that get me a response? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you got to put in more than that. You didn't listen to my whole spiel there.
2: Uh, okay, I, I put in chemical engineer. Uh, what's the next one? Toronto plus, Blue Jays.
1: Plus, go Cubbies. Uh,
2: oh. Plus. Okay, if you were if you, Toronto the Blue Jays are our baseball team, Kathy. If you were recruiting for a chemical engineer in Toronto or sourcing, what would, what would you put in the in the subject line?
4: Well, I, I don't know any of the vernacular for chemical engineering, but I'd probably say your background. All right, mm-hmm. plus... um Give me
2: a real one. Give me a real one that
1: you've done. I am.
4: Okay, I'll give you a real one that I've done. Let me look it up.
1: I'm just okay. surprised that you guys still keep trying to be in baseball. Shut it down. Okay. Blue Jays do suck.
4: What do you mean? Okay, well, th- this is another one. Like, I'm recruiting, I'm I'm sourcing for Workday candidates, Okay. So, uh, for the U.S. Delivery Center down in Orlando. So, I, I put in there, how would you like to start your workday at Deloitte? So, it's a play on words. Workday is a cloud technology, in case uh-huh. you don't know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, okay. things like that.
5: Mm. Okay,
4: okay. Thank Who you. Who I Patrick. interviewed
5: with and turned me down?
4: Why? Who's this? Who's this? That
5: Thank was Jeff. Steph. I interviewed with Workday for a recruiter position in. San Francisco and then it changed from a perm position to a contract, then it changed from an engineering recruiter to
4: an S G and A recruiter, different. and then it changed
5: this is again. Totally
4: different. You should contact me. This is not this is a whole other part of Deloitte. So you should contact
2: me. Okay, cool. talk to Kathy Manis after the show. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. Okay. So hold on a second. So uh Holly, still still on the line? Holly. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Don't scare me. Okay? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Is there anything else important? Like we're <laughs> over time already. Is there anything else burning that you want to talk about? You can come back uh, for other other stuff that I've got to ask you another time. But is there anything else that you want to talk about?
3: Oh goodness. Um. So I think we you talked. Talk about... You know, I had my bullet points, right? So what makes up yeah. the qualities of a of a successful sorcerer? So I think we you know we talked about that. Um. You know, how other companies are using sourcers, I don't know that that really matters or people are interested in that, so that's okay. What do you mean um, by that? but I think what do you the only other that? thing is, is, so different companies, because I've consulted for lots of different organizations, they use yeah. sourcers in very different ways. Yeah. And, you know, and they pay different. Like there's such a big variety of what, sourcers are doing for companies like RPOs. oh they suck they pay terrible they overwork you and it, you know you're typically just kind of like i mean you're spinning your wheels every day um mm-hmm. you know i've worked in an rpo environment for for marriott and i was i was basically an admin in a high volume situation and all i did is spend my my time in play all day dispositioning candidates uh you know i wanted to stab myself in the eye with a fork um but then you have like other good case scenarios where it's like smaller tech startups or companies that get it and they see sourcers. They let them be the subject matter experts. Um, you know, they build teams of them. They allow you to you know kind of try new things. So I, I think that that's something. It's very very different. And then sometimes companies think that oh we've hired a sourcer. This is going to fix all of our problems. Uh, you know, sourcing can save them money and agency fees or help them with their time to fill. But sourcing you know, a good sourcer doesn't fix like a company's crappy reputation you know or they're you know they'd have like no marketing strategy um you know, a sourcer isn't a band-aid so i think those are the things that you know what what sourcing is doing how they're valued you know how companies are using them
2: yeah you i, know, had, a, I had another question for you and i i forgot oh money do you talk money
3: yep. yeah sure
2: like, tell tell us how you t- so you're doing in the pre-screen you're talking money mm-hmm. that's the last question how do you handle those two things
3: Oh, so I thought you meant how, sourcing are, how sources are paid. <laughs> okay, No, no, no. So you you talk money candidates. with the
2: candidates that you're recruiting.
3: Ooh. so I will typically ask them, and this is one of those touchy subjects, because if they're very passive and you come out the gates with, hey, how much are you making, you're going to, like, really turn them off. So you've got to be a little bit delicate with it and ask them, say, you know, this particular role, you know, I, you know what are you looking in? You know, what range? Like, are you comfortable sharing with me where you're at now and, you know, where you'd like to be? And then see what they say. Uh-huh. Um, I try to not give them the range the employer is looking for because I don't even want to go there. I don't want to close the deal. That's the stuff that stresses me out. So, you know, I can tell them if they're in range or not, and then I'll tell them, you know what, the recruiter is, you know, far more, far more capable to discuss that yep. with you and based on experience. And I, I kick it to them. I really do. I, I don't want to have that conversation. And what happens if I say it wrong? You know, I'm a contractor now. I want to in my Oh, something.
2: No, no. Here's something that yeah. contradicts what Alejandro was saying. Okay. Okay. Because. By by putting it as a double layer, the recruiting process, mm-hmm. you can actually get information out of the potential candidate or the candidate, and by put and by but without having to confront some of the do or die mm-hmm. issues, yeah, because you say, oh I can put you you can defer them to the recruiter later on and get the guy interested in the position, and then the money can come up as a, an additional issue later on rather than making it the first thing they want to talk about you you have a um deniability what do they call it when the president can say well, he's well, got well, a deniability, deniability yeah <laughs> right you've got that right
3: it, and sometimes Animal, for high level searches, do anyway. i don't feel comfortable asking that and 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 i'll be talking to someone and they're very very high up and you know they're an executive and I, you know i'm just not comfortable and i'll tell the recruiter that and i said you know what i was talking to them he's very very passive i didn't feel comfortable asking so you're going to need to figure that out yourself
0: the, the whole point. The whole point is, you can do it anyway. What well, you got to figure out is what's going to be the best way, right. you know, or the better than most of the time way, you know. Mm-hmm. That that's what you're trying to find. I think that if you've got a specialist like Holly, you let her specialize. What's the point? I don't want to. I don't want to give up any of that influence. That's uh-huh. just me.
2: Well, obviously, there's lots of people who you well, just want name Jen. You just want name. Yeah, right? Alejandro,
1: What's the problem if 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 Holly's influence is good and.
0: someone can land on your desk. She may be better elsewhere and my influence is not so shoddy. So why don't I do my job?
4: Well why Why don't you let her make your job easier? Yeah, why Um, can't she do the preliminary? She
1: is. She is is.
4: find out if they're eligible to work in the US or I think you're a control
1: freak, Alejandro. Um, I don't Otherwise, think I'm in control. I now, I
3: could argue right. that some of that information could actually be gathered via email, because as I said, Absolutely. my husband does So he gets all of that via email. Um, you know, it just depends what the client's expectations are and what, they're, what they need and what they want. You know, I mean, if I've got a good company with a good contract, I like the people, I like the team, you know what? All right. So, it, yeah, it takes up more of my time, and, um, you know, I've got to schedule these, these screens and whatnot, um, but... You know, and to use your meeting.
0: analogy, Jerry, yeah. you're a baseball guy. Why don't you use your closers to start the game if they're strong pitchers? Because someone who's a specialist, you should let them specialize.
3: I think some of the okay. some of the pushback I get on that is that they don't want to, their recruiters are so busy that they don't want them to waste their time if they could have been screened out up front. So that's the uh-huh. argument I get. Yeah. That's True, and I think it's that's a good
2: point. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, ahead, Kathy. I'm
3: sorry.
4: I'm not no, I should you never on. talk on Animal Show. I should never no, talk. I've, I said no, go I ahead. Talk now. I said go
1: ahead. Technically, this is now my show, though. It's my oh, time, okay. I which I've time to relinquished to Animal, so you're free to say whatever you want. Thank you. you <laughs> want.
4: I don't hear any heavy signs, so I guess that's an okay sign. But, um, Holly, I posted it on uh, Twitter. I don't know if you've heard of it, but also Wanted Analytics. Yep. Have you used that?
3: Um, I have not. I think I did a demo with them a while back. Um, They're great. I don't think I've ever actually awesome. used them.
4: Awesome for um, showing the analytical information that you were talking about to the client, mm-hmm. and also in terms of identifying talent within, like LinkedIn, Indeed, Google Plus, all of them. So I would highly recommend it.
3: Like, that, and that's for the. If I remember correctly, that's for the market intel to tell them like where these people are, where there's hubs of, of right. people, a pocket average of people that have that experience. Are. You gotcha. know what
4: else it's great for? It tells you what the competitors' um, alternate titles are for those people.
3: Well, that's helpful, right? Yeah. Very good. Anybody yeah, you that, p- that sometimes. It's a tough uh, with their job titles, like as consultant, and it isn't. You know, so if people right. are too narrow with their search, then they're they're eliminating them. Yep.
4: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Anybody else got a question or comment for Holly Mallow's Holly Source Guru on Twitter? Any? I'm going to give the
1: show. Possibly the highest score in uh, months. Mm-hmm. I was just
5: about—I uh, have to log off—and I
1: was just about to say this was the greatest show in yeah. so long. Thank you, everyone. Great show. Yeah, And I got a to split too. Thanks, Holly.
3: Good. Thank you, guys.
2: This yeah. is this is okay. really great. Much. Great job, Holly? Holly. Nice to meet you. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Oh, nice